0: Welcome to the Cook Collective Podcast. I'm Brandon Cook, and here along with my cousin Adam, we're here to speak about our life experiences and growth through plant medicines, meditation, exercise, diet, and how it all plays a vital role in our relationships and everyday lives.
1: Today, we have part two with Annabelle Vasquez. Uh, The part one was just amazing, mind-blowing. We're sitting here just in awe listening to her stories and the stuff that she went through to train for some of these medicines. Uh, part two here to continuation of part one. She gets into Wachuma and how special that was working with shamans in the uh, in the jungle and and the mountains really. Uh, how they use cannabis uh, in certain tribes with Wachuma. Uh, we also covered a lot of uh, emotional trauma um, and uh, the responsibility that comes along with being a healer. I mean, she's at it twenty four seven. If she's not serving, she's dealing with people that need to integrate and they want answers for all these things that are coming up and going through your head and you're just you're you're transforming as a person and that can be rough. So I I didn't realize that such a difficult part of her job and and long long part of her job is lots of hours in, in helping people integrate. So really special to see how much of her life she's really dedicated to this. So we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Enjoy. Yeah, so so this is part two. The um, first episode was amazing. So much information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's amazing. So now we want to get into a little bit about, uh, just because Annabelle's had so much different uh, training and experience and served so many people in so many different medicines. And there's so many things that she's so well-versed on. And uh, on this one, we want to get into more of her experience with Huachuma. Huachuma,
2: the grandfather spirit. Some people call it San Pedro. Yeah. No, but the like indigenous name is Huachuma. Huachuma. Yeah, and that's the cactus medicine, you know, it's masculine. Uh, that medicine is so beautiful that medicine has healed me in such a gentle way you know even though i've seen some people go really really deep with it where like it took them through completely out of their body which is mm. a little bit more rare with that medicine because that medicine is more like brings you back into the earth it's a great medicine for integration too
3: mm. yes. if you've done a lot
2: of like ayahuasca if you've done bufo a lot a lot of traditions like like my shaman from from the Shipibo tribe we do a dieta down there. He ends it with wachuma to bring us now, because we've been in the astrals, you know, for for, mm. for so long, and now he brings us back down to integrate our experience with with the wachuma. So now we can take all these messages that we received, you know, from mother and and integrate them into our lives, you know. And that's how that's how he uses the wachuma in that space. Um, but these medicines for me, I've had the experience that like they start working with you when they really want to start working with you. Like they choose you, yeah. you know, like you can sit with that medicine and sometimes it won't take you through a really deep experience until it's ready to take you through that experience, you know. And out of all the medicines, like when I first started working with the medicines, you know, the Cambo, the, the Bufo, the Ayahuasca were really working with me. Like those medicines really wanted to work with me at first. And I would do wachuma. You know, here and there, but and it was always like a very just like a light, gentle experience. I I didn't feel like I would get so much from me. You know, I was just more of that like grounding, being more focused energy. That's always <laughs>
1: how my experience has been, yeah. not not too not too heavy.
2: Uh huh. You know. Well, in, until <clears throat> you know, I started working. I was once in, in in the desert in Sonora again at the shamanic school, and this is after I had already been working with UFO and ayahuasca for for years, you know? And um, I had an experience with Buffalo where it opened up this portal and it showed me uh, the cactus, you know, the wachuma and everything else disappeared. And it just told me like, work with this, you need to work with this, you know? And um, <clears throat> and this is after me also being through like some rough experiences with like my divorce, you know, and going through some really hard times with my with my ex-husband and going through the whole battle of the children and the dog and the house and, you know. Yeah. Or actually, my battle was just surrendering and letting go, you know, and trusting. But um, all of a sudden that spirit came through and it wanted to work with me. And, you know, it was trying to help me heal all that. And it told me through Bufal like, I want to work with you, you know, work with me. And and it told me, too, that I was going to serve it, you know. And I was like, I was already like, I do not want to serve any more medicines, like you know, like I, I really don't like. I was done. I'm like, this is it's too much. I <laughs> don't want any more responsibilities, you know. But it was like, no, you're gonna work with me. And from there, you know, I started working with it. I um, started drinking it and also learning how to brew it myself, you know. And um, and it started taking me through some really beautiful journeys. So first, very blissful, just heart opening experiences. Very similar to being on like a like a sassafras or MDMA, mm-hmm. you know that like heart opening experience.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, <clears throat> but way more healing, coming through like feeling all these the feels, but with a lot of consciousness. You know, like <clears throat> I went through an experience once where it even showed me like pain in my body, and and then it came with the consciousness of why I was carrying that pain in my body and where it came from you know so like just really broke down everything that i was feeling and it just made me feel so much and i felt that it helped me open up a really a big blockage that i had for a while through like my throat chakra you know being able to express myself and um and the beauty about you know Wachuma that you know, like MDMA, it's going to release all the serotonin. It's going to make you feel good at that moment, but usually it drains your serotonin levels, you know, and then it leaves you kind of feeling pretty shitty yeah. the next day. <clears throat> Watchuma is regenerating that. You know, it's regenerating your serotonin, your dopamine levels. It's it, So it makes you feel really good days after. You feel really good, really grounded, really focused. Um, So it's not depleting you at all, you know, and... It's helping a lot of people right now through the ceremonies that I hold. I see a lot of people, you know, with like anxiety, depression, you know, stuff like that, um, drug addiction, and it's helping them a lot, you know, with that.
1: You were talking a little bit about microdosing with Machuma. Yeah,
2: I love microdosing with it as well. Um, I put it in capsules. Yeah. And I'll take a good, you know, sometimes a microdose is like around a, a tablespoon of wachuma, so I'll take around like maybe five, six capsules, you know, and um, that'll be a microdose. And sometimes I do it for like around a month straight. Oh wow! You know? And it really helps alkaline your system too. It's one of the best things to get rid of like acidity in your body, you know. And a body right. that's alkaline can't create like cancer. You know, so it really helps on, on reducing like inflammation from your body as well, getting rid of mucus in your body, so it's it's very healing you know, mm-hmm. so it's very healing
0: and you say it's about a tablespoon, yeah,
2: you know, that's a microdose. and
0: so what would a regular dose be? If, a dose is
2: around from? uh an ounce, mm-hmm. an ounce depending on how sensitive you are, Sometimes people have enough with like a half
0: wow an
1: ounce, um, yeah, that's why I've never really felt that.
3: yeah same. yeah, I haven't, d- haven't drank
1: enough. Well, see
2: when I do the my ceremonies, um, we brew... Th- the fresh cactus and we brew a very concentrated brew. It takes like a hundred hours of brewing this medicine. So it's a lot of work. Out of yeah. All the medicines that I serve, that's the one that is, like, you know, the one that has the most work into it. And um, so it's super concentrated. So then when you, you take this this cup, it, it takes you through a pretty deep journey. It could last, last up to 16 hours, you know? Wow. It's, it's usually around like 10, 12 hours, but it can last up to 16 hours. Mm-hmm. And so
1: you so you're actually brewing it for a hundred hours mm-hmm. on the stove mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, wow. or
2: outside, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, but depending too on the type of of cactus that you have, some of them have you know like a a stronger or a higher count of mescaline in it. It's, you know, c- certain um, cactus like the you know, trichosis trichocyst or the um, Bolivian, Bolivian torch, they tend to have like a lot more. Um, medicine than, than like the PC, you know. And um, I've gotten really blessed to just come across some really amazing cactus and being like gifted to. That's when I really knew the medicine and also wanted to work with me because all of a sudden just people were just gifting me cactus, you know. That's cool. And my house now, it's like a cactus sanctuary. I have so much cactus planted in my house. that it's just like,
0: cool. surrounded with
2: that grandfather spirit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but... That medicine works in a, in a very gentle, loving way, but it's very like firm, you know, and it, and it lasts a really long time. So you can go through like so many different waves of emotions, all these ups and downs, you know, going through spaces. sometimes of even like releasing anxiety and having to feel the anxiety that you're carrying so you can release it and let it go. And those spaces can be really uncomfortable, you know. And then from there going to like a just complete bliss stage where you're even like sometimes like in a cosmic orgasm, no, we were just like, I've had spaces where I even had to go hide for a little bit because I was having so many orgasms and I was like holding the ceremony. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I gotta go pee really fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. But yeah. it does something too to like, it like really awakens like the tantric energy in you. Yeah. You know, I had um, even like with the past partner, I had some really like tantric experiences where we were like not even touching each other. And we were just in like full connection, you know, through like our chakras and yeah. multiple orgasms without even touching each other, you know? That's yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and that was in Peru, like with um, the Wachuma out mm-hmm. there. The Wachuma in Peru would take you to a whole different level though.
0: I remember you telling me that when, I think <laughs> right when you got back because you were and go on a hike. And yes. you're kind of like... Whew.
2: It's right. so hard to even walk. <laughs> it felt almost like Buffalo. When I took it down there in Cusco, because you're up in the mountains, you know, and just being in that elevation alone, it takes you so deep. Almost any medicine that you do there, it takes you really deep.
0: Deeper, i sure. Yes.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Something about just being on that mountain and, and being in
0: that elevation. Mm. I've found something that I love doing is like every year I do like my, my pilgrimages, me and by myself in the Eastern Sierras. And lately, I'll take I'll take Wachuma with me. Yeah, I'll make I'll put it in my little coffee cup and I'll drink it and nice. hit the trail. And last time. Was during a thunderstorm. So I was hitting this this mountain pass that's probably like about 12,000 feet to go over it. And lightning was hitting all around me. And you just felt like how significant and insignificant you are and how humbled you are by nature. Because here's this giant mountain <laughs> rumbling, shaking from this uh-huh. lightning. I'm just in the middle of it, like my arms up in the air, like, ah, just screaming with like joy for it all, you know, and just feeling it on that's such a awesome. deep level from the medicine. It was just profound. Oh, where was this? Uh, in the Eastern Sierras above Bishop oh. at a Paiute Pass is where I was. And you know, it's just gorgeous. Oh. You know, it's, it looks like moonscape up there because it's so high up, you don't get many trees. And it's just beautiful.
2: Wachuma is beautiful to connect with nature. I love taking Wachuma and on going on, on nature hikes. But of course you have to, like, you can take a lot and, and it'll be hard to walk. Sometimes it just floors you, you know, you start walking and then you just have to sit down. Yeah. And then it sometimes it makes you purge Crazy with me, I barely had my first purge on Wachuma and I've been working with Wachuma for a really long time and I finally had my first purge um, like at the beginning of this year. Hmm. yeah, I had my first purge and I was so happy. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, some people always purge on it. some people don't you know the medicine tends to attach to, to energies, to traumas, to asceticness in your body and pull it out. Mm-hmm. That's usually the purge, and um, the purge feels really good on Wachuma. It's like a peak moment, you know, when you when you have that purge. Have you had a purge on Wachuma? I haven't. No, no. no. You need to try the. the I need brew. to try an ounce.
0: Yeah, I need to
2: yeah, number next time the you're brew. serving. Yeah, yeah
1: I'll try it for sure. The, the last time I did it was after a two day of ayahuasca ceremony. And, yeah and then we had like an integration day. it was it, very light. It, it was it was very light. It's
2: also very light in that space because you're already so high with the with you know doing the ayahuasca. It just throws you open the astral. So what Wachuma's doing in that space is mainly just trying to bring you back and ground. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really take you on a journey. Yeah. But if you go sit with Wachuma to, to, to journey with Wachuma, it's another it's, it's another energy when you do it, like, outside of doing it with ayahuasca.
0: I'm going to try it. You know, yes. I'm ready.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. The hardest part for me sometimes is just drinking enough because it's so thick. That yes. it's like, You know, it gets so full after a few cups. Well, when you do it. the
2: brew, it's not as thick as the powder. The powder is oh, okay. very, like, boogery, yeah. and it's really hard to drink, and it's yeah. the brew doesn't even taste as bad. You know, when I, when I brew it, too, I would put, like, cinnamon and ginger to try to help mm. neutralize a little bit of the the aestheticness or the... Bitterness, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because to down a whole ounce, Jesus. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, so we we take a full like a, a big cup, and but it, it it's pretty smooth. It's not it's not mm. like that. It's not yeah. that buggery kind. Yeah. The powder, the powders. I mean, it works amazing too, but yeah. it's and it's a little bit more harsh on your
0: stomach. The powder. Because that's you know I've never purged mm-hmm. with it, but my stomach will get pretty upset. Yes, it's just like I just ate a cactus, and it's yes. like, what are you doing? And the thing
2: so, with the powder, because usually, like when when we make the brew, there's only a certain part of the cactus that you put, and and it, and it tends to be less like purgative. A yeah. Less. And with the powder, it's just it's the whole cactus. Mm-hmm. It's just dried and grinded up. You know, so it has, I thought
1: they they skin it and dry dry the skin.
2: <laughs> it's the whole cactus. The whole cactus. From what I from what I know, it's the whole cactus when they do the. powder
1: for so with the powder you just basically mix it in water and drink it
2: yeah 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 pretty much or or sometimes like I put it in capsules and take it that way too yeah for sure um but the brew is a lot a lot more smooth and you know sometimes it takes a little bit to hit you sometimes it doesn't hit you right away sometimes it hits you in like 15 minutes you know depending on how how open how clean your system I always like to take it on an empty stomach you know like most medicines I like to take on an empty stomach And it tends to just absorb a lot better system, especially if you you do some detox at first, you know, or even some combo. Um, But it takes you on a really, really deep journey of a a lot of messages, a lot of emotions. And when I hold my ceremonies, I also serve cacao in them. So cacao is another heart opener. So it just like, boom, blast your heart open even more. Um, And then from there, we do breath work.
3: Mm.
2: And through the breath work, people have like bufo, experiences people Mm -hmm. go through and being on the on the wachuma they go through full visions releases just crying you know releasing traumas it's a really powerful experience you know and then from there i usually have like a a space where i open up because most of the in my ceremonies we don't talk in that ceremony we stay pretty quiet you know it's mainly just like sounds and for people can really like go through their experience and process and get all these messages, you know, not be distracted by, like, conversations and chatter. Yeah. And then once we come back from the breath work, then I give the opportunity for everyone to share, but one at a time, you know. You're holding your talking stick and we're all holding space for you and listening to you. You is, know, and it's it's a really powerful experience. It's really healing.
1: Is Wachuma Ill- illegal? Because you can, you can buy the cactus at it. Home Depot.
2: Yeah, you can buy the cactus, um, but supposedly...
1: Once you dry it out, then it's illegal. Mm-hmm.
3: So weird. So,
2: so weird,
0: yeah. So <laughs> so it's like how, like, for a while, cannabis, you know, ganja plants were legal, but as soon as you dry it, as soon as you cut it down and yeah. dry the nugs, it's illegal. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so so stupid. Of, it's medicine, you know. They, sometimes people don't want to, people to awaken her, you know. People yeah. in control don't want people to be awake. And,
0: yeah, huh. It's a frightful thing to have people thinking for themselves. I know. <laughs> if you're trying to maintain a uh, rule over people, I guess. Yeah.
2: But I mean, that's what, to me, that's what the medicines did. They really took me out of the matrix, you know? They took me out of that. Yes. I mean, like, I, you really get to understand what it is to be awake, you know? You're like, you people are really like walking around sleeping, you know? And they're just, they don't know anything. <clears throat> they don't really know who they are, you know. They don't. They haven't seen within themselves, you know. And then it's, it's like they they take your power away, you know. Like they're being blocked. I mean, even in our water, they put fluorite, you know, to to calcify our, our you know, glands and all these medicines. That's what they help. Hape opens up mm. that. Gland. You know, sananga combo. You know, ayahuasca. All these medicines help open up that. Sixth sense, you know, our connection to Source, yeah, you know, our connection to to our guidance. We're all guided. We all have like two to ten guides with us. We're super guided. Our ancestors are guiding us, and and the more open you are, the more awakened you are. You're able to to really feel and see that guidance. You're able to see those messages that you they've always been there, but you you weren't able to see before. You know. And to me, that, that's made my life easier when I listen to the guidance, you know, when I follow the guidance. <laughs> when you listen to it, yeah.
1: I know, I've been given some,
2: things and you don't want to listen. I, I've been there.
1: I've been given some guidance that I didn't pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I like
0: learning the hard way sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's some that I still think of. I'm like,
0: well, I don't know. We'll
1: so. Oh.
0: All perfect in its uh, yeah. in it's timing.
2: But the more you come into consciousness, it, it's really hard to not listen to it. You know, it's really hard to not listen to it, to to that guidance and and you have that conscious now. Before, I feel like I didn't have much of a conscious. Like I could do things and it wouldn't bother me, you know. Yes. Like, and now things bother me. Things really like, you know, I have to do things right. Yeah, if you're not <laughs>
1: if you're not living me. right, it bothers the shit out of it you. It
0: does. I don't know it if does. I shared with you the reason I like stopped doing. It's not that I like ever did like a ton of cocaine, but you know, mm-hmm. go party from time to time. And the reason I stopped is, is on my birthday, and a friend you know showed up with a gram of cocaine. I was like, one, well, I was like, "No, nah, I don't do it anymore." Then after drinking some whiskey, I was like, "Yeah, bust that out." Yeah. The next morning, <laughs> I sat with Hoppe, and you know, I felt hungover and shitty anyway. But it was more that I felt like these elders from South America showing me the coca leaf and how wow. cocaine was disrespecting the coca yes. leaf, and then showed me all the bloodshed that happened between that yes. coca leaf and me taking that gram of cocaine, and I ne- yeah. never touched it since. Because <laughs> you just feel the. The weight, the karma yeah, of yeah. that controlled substance mm-hmm. isn't just like oh, it's a, a and, drug. And it's,
2: coca is such an amazing medicine. Oh, it's
0: beautiful.
2: Such an amazing medicine. With mambé,
0: mambé. Oh, come see you before I go on tour and yes. get some mambé. And if you know
2: people and... that are struggling with coca, shouldn't give them mambé. Yeah, they're usually so surprised when they're just like, "What? Like this gives me that little like energy, that clarity, but it's not the stuff that's like." Killing me, you so, know, so and numbing Ma- me.
1: Ma- mambe is the coca leaf, correct? Can you yeah. explain what that is and how you, how you use it?
2: Yeah, it's just, it's just the coca leaf. Usually, when you know, in the mambe form, it's, it's already the coca leaf is dried and it's like turned into this powder. And mm-hmm. then it's usually mixed with some type of activator. It's usually um, baking soda. Baking soda. Baking soda. Baking soda yeah. And then I like to put stevia in it just to make it a little sweet,
0: uh-huh. you know. And then it's it, the name of the ash it's like, that is also activated.
2: Um, with? Yarumo. Yeah, yeah. They sometimes put the Yarumo ashes in there too, and that helps activate it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But that medicine helps with also a lot of clarity. It helps with your speech. It helps with inflammation in your body, pain, menstrual cramps, um, headaches. It gives you energy. It helps with elevation. Like if you're in a place Mm -hmm. like uh, Peru, when you go to the mountains and you get really sick, they give you some coca tea or to chew on the leaves and makes you feel so much better you know
1: and with the mambe when i've used it i put it in my lip like like snuff yeah
2: right yeah you put it like in between your your gum and your cheek and you just leave it there and you'll even feel it going like a little numb it's kind of numb Mm -hmm. yeah and it gives you a lot of energy um that's in peru that's how they would work like in the fields yeah it would just keep them going and it also kind of suppresses your hunger Mm-hmm, you know? yeah. so like if you're ever out and about like me during ceremonies I don't have time to eat all day you know? and I like to be on an empty stomach when I hold ceremony and so, and that really helps me I'll take some mambes my hunger keep giving me a
0: lot of energy clarity you know? it's been a lifesaver for touring for me and my yeah. band because yeah. you know we're driving eight hours through the night and playing a show the next day and yes. it's just like it's getting tired of driving Have some mambes before we play my focus in, oh, in playing yes. music, too, is just so sharp. And then mm-hmm. the energy. I can play a three-hour set like like nothing. Yeah. You know, and people will always be like, what is that stuff? I'm like, this is, they're like, is like cocaine. I'm like, well, it as healthy, good cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's the coca leaf. In the, in the Amazon, too, like a lot of the shamans that work with ayahuasca will be chewing on the, on the um, coca leaf, especially when they do those ceremonies that are like sundown to sunrise. Yeah. They chew on it, it just gives you all this energy, you know, and it keeps you really clear. Yeah, really grounded. the
0: elevation thing is it's huge in that when I go climb some really high peaks, I'll usually yes. bring some leaves to chew on and it helps because normally I'll start, you know, get winded really oh quick. My, God, my yes. brain, you know, head starts feeling a little light and that <laughs> and just charge up a mountain.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still have some. I, I haven't used it in a while. Pull it out, throw some baking soda in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a
2: good. little bit of baking soda, a little bit of stevia. It's really good. Yeah, I love that stuff.
0: What I love is, you know, because I love talking to people about these things because, you know, people are always like, oh, take some, you know, because I have a lot of friends that do like lighting or sound and stuff. There's all of them always have cocaine because they're just trying to stay awake. Yeah. I'm like, hey, have you tried this? It's it's really
2: common in that space. Like a lot of artists and musicians, you know.
0: And to have this, you know, one like sacred plant that's also mm-hmm. doing so much good for your body besides just the energy, right? Like you yes. quelling inflammation, suppressing hunger if you're not able to eat and yeah. it's doing good. is helping your mental clarity instead of yes, calcifying you more. Yeah, numbing you. That. numbing you in a
2: really bad way. Yeah, a lot of people that do coke are very numb. You know, they're very like they don't feel anything. And that's why it's easier too for them to like, Hurt someone or do something bad because they yeah. have like no consciousness,
1: no conscious of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like you really see the power of the mambe in the like when you're out in the mountains. Like even when I was working with the Wachuma, you know, I was working with um, these people in the mountains in the Andes of, of Cusco, and they're you know the indigenous there from the mountains, and they work with the Wachuma. You're you're taking this really strong medicine and going through these crazy hikes you know to to these different um old ancient temples ancient um, pyramids you know and um you hit these areas of elevation and you just feel sick you know and the moment they bring out that little tea or they give you the the leaves to chew on you just instantly feel better you know it's just like wow this is so amazing and those people um like i was saying they they grow they grow weed you know, okay. And they they grow and they grow good stuff like
1: in the jungle, really. It's in the mountains. It's in, the mountains. It's in the
2: mountains, okay. It's in the mountains, yeah. I had probably the best weed I've seen outside of like California. Wow. <laughs> was there? They grow good nug and um, and it's part of their rituals with the wachuma. It's you know at a certain point in the ceremony they bring out the, the spirit of the Santa Maria and and they smoke it and it also like helps you go through a different journey like mm. it shifts your journey. Yeah. You know, and it, it's really beautiful. That's like my favorite medicine to smoke with.
1: I've never heard that before. So that yeah. it's it's something commonly used during the Huachuma ceremony?
2: Right there where I, where I went in Cusco, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. There's even
2: certain um tribes in Brazil that serve ayahuasca that grow also. Really? Yeah. Huh. And they work with
0: it. For some reason, I guess, like in my head, I've just never thought of like South America and growing ganja. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think of Mexico. I think of Northern America, mm-hmm. the West Coast. But, India, ta- but.
1: I was talking to my, my friend Ari. That do you, do you know Ari? I think
2: you might know Ari. White boy Ari.
1: Yeah, he's like uh, he's he lives in Thailand. He's like um. He's like is Israeli or something? Yes, uh, yeah. that was my my uh Reiki you know, A. master. A. I
2: love him. Yeah, I have is another the best. friend, Ari, so I was confusing him with him. Oh my god, I love him so much. I want to
1: have him on on the podcast. Yes, we we, you we should. get him on a, on a Zoom. He's He's so he's,
2: intelligent. He's magic. He's such a beautiful person.
1: He was saying I and I believe this is what he was saying. He he invited me to go to that that shaman fe- festival in Bra- Brazil.
2: The Co- Condorigo? Yeah
1: the, yeah, the Condorigo. Yeah. He's saying that like during ceremony they're going outside and ha- having smoke breaks and stuff. Because
2: it's all these <laughs> different traditions yeah. that Yeah, they're going
1: outside smoking we coming yeah. back in.
2: Well, but like the <laughs> Huni K'un tribe, they they smoke weed. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He was like, it, he he was like, man, it it was it was intense. I was there for five days, and it just <laughs> was, it was just just too too much ayahuasca. It was too much.
3: Yeah, it, it,
1: you know, yeah. I mean, he he can like I can handle it. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, well,
2: it's- and
0: that's so funny because I think I I get really wrapped up in the like like strictness of of ceremony or lineage sometimes. Well, because
2: it, it, there's so much difference, like from the Peru, like in Peru, the Shipibo tribe, they're all about being super like the dieta, no salt, mm. no sugar, no sex, no orgasms, mm. you no know, um, sugar, like like any refined sugars, you know, no dairy, um, no red meats. Um, What else? And no weed. Definitely mm. yeah. no smoking weed. Yeah, like yeah. no substance, you know, and, and they believe that that blocks your visions, you know, and then and then I went to the Brazil, you know, went to the Brazilian tribes and, you know, worked with like the Yawanawas. And like they have their dietas, but when they sit with the ayahuasca, they don't really do dieta. I mean, they're eating really clean. They, I mean, they hunt, they're hunters, you know, they're eating different types of meats and whatever vegetables they grow, you know, and rice, you know, potatoes, yuca, plantain, like bananas and stuff yeah. like that. But they're still putting salt in their food they're still like they don't they don't do dieta like that you know Mm. like to 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 just sit with ayahuasca you know so then it was like oh wow you know and then these other tribes are over here smoking weed with it and they're like opening up their visions with it you know so it's all in like the intention that you use it Mm. the different traditions you know and and there's so many different ways there's so many different ways of Doing these these medicines, you know.
1: How do you feel in in working with ayahuasca in the different tribes down there? How how do you feel the medicine differs?
2: It's crazy because it's like the same ingredients, but it it is different. Right? It's different. I've, I've had always like, heard that. You know, like the Shipibo medicine, it's very. It takes you into like to do very deep inner work, and their tradition is you know darkness, silence, quiet, silence, yeah. the ikaros you know, and really facing your shadows, you know. Um, and some of their medicines is even like fermented or like tastes really bad. You're like drinking it and throwing up at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then, and, and like I said, their traditions are very like, we're going inward, we're going to face our shit, you know, we're going to do some work, yeah. you know, some purging. And then when I sat with the Yawanawa tribe, you know, their, their uni, it's very light. Even the color is kind of like yellowish. You know, it's not all dark and red like the Shipibo medicine. And, and their ceremonies, it was almost like an open bar. Like they had this like bar and you can like continue to go up all night and get more medicine if you want, you know. and Which is really strange yeah. because with the tradition that I learned with the Shipibo, it's like you get one, two, maybe three servings the most. But they're more about like if mother wants to work with you, she's going to work with you with this one shot you know and if yeah. she doesn't want to work with you you can drink the whole bottle not, she's not going to work with you and yeah. i believe that too you yeah. know but over there like their medicine is a little lighter so you could drink more of it and their ceremonies are very uplifting they're not about like being in darkness or sitting down They're they dance they play all these instruments they're singing cool. they're chewing coca you know and everything <laughs> like in this part almost like a party, party. Boat, <laughs> you know so they showed me a different way of healing like you know in a very like Celebrating in a way, a very happy way, you know. Like sometimes you can't even walk; they they grab you. Like two people will grab you and they're like dancing with you until you can like get back on your feet, you know, oh, and start dancing. If they see you all like crying and stuff, they pick you up and like come on, like, you know, let's dance. Wow. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Total different, different energy, and, and each tradition is different. I love
0: you know? that because that is such like healing work, and it didn't hit me till till recently. I think I'm always so masochistic when it comes to the medicine work. I'm like, I need to like struggle for it. I yes, need to go through yes. some deep shit or not doing it. I but needed like, to
2: go through that though. Like, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that that's what I started with. Like, yeah. I, I needed to do all that deep work first before I went into that celebration. Sure. I almost
0: like feel this guilt sometimes <laughs> of like, well, I just had a lot of fun. It's like, well, I didn't yeah. do some deep work or something. It's like, no, that was the lesson. Like. Hey, life's also about mm-hmm. having fun, and it can be It is be free. life is it a easy celebration too. as
2: well, you know. Life is a festival as well. It's a ceremony, but it doesn't always have to be so intense and so mature. hurt. You know that there's different levels of healing, and and at that time when I went to the Yawanawa's, I needed that type of healing. Mm. I need, I had already been through so much, you know. I needed some some uplifting. Yeah. You know, and that was so so healing for me. Yeah, I really. Yeah, when I would try beautiful people, like very, also like very physically beautiful, you know, mm. very strong. And the way they dress, um, the women too, the way they do like their like makeup with this like paint, this dye that they use, you know, and they really decorate themselves yeah. for ceremony, you know. Mm. And when I came to my awakening, you know, at first, um. I went really hippie because I used to be a girl that was, like, really, like, into my looks, you know. Uh-huh. And I used to be always, like, all done up. And when I came to my awakening, I did a whole 360. I went super hippie at first, like, just stopped, like, doing anything to myself. Even stopped wearing makeup, you know. I stopped dyeing my hair. I stopped doing a lot of things. And um, But then sitting with them and seeing how much, like, they adorned themselves and they put these lavish gowns and their jewelry. And it made me, like, want to step back into, like... Being a girl in a way, mm-hmm. like like decorating myself, but not being like obsessed with it, you know, yeah. not overdoing it like I like I used to, or making it like my main priority, but like wanting to like you know like really doll myself up before ceremony. The yeah. men too, the men are putting all those feathers, you know, and like these beautiful beadwork, yeah,
1: you know, pieces. I think and, I think a lot of that is just is. If it's not out of vanity, it's it's yes. it's cel- yeah. celebrating your your beauty. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's think, a different
2: energy. And I,
1: th- yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Mm. I've, I mean, I've, I've always been into ha- how I dress and stuff too. And Yeah. And I don't necessarily see it as a vain thing. It's like this makes me feel more of who I am.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's all the right intention. I, I was very vain though. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, very vain. I remember we, we've we've talked about
1: that on the podcast before when people have their – awakening and you see them the next time and they're in hippie clothes and yeah and We've all, i feel like degree. i feel like that's that's a really good safe place for your transition because you're instantly going to see people that are in your tribe
3: yeah you're yeah.
1: You're, you're instantly letting people know yeah that's that's where you, where you are and it's, it's always like, it, it seems like like a good tra- transition phase. It is. It, it is. is. If
0: you see someone in a robe and mala beans on, they're probably not going to want to go to the bar with you that night. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they might. Or they might. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> you never
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hip, hippie's the new hipster, right? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: mean, yeah. I, saw, I was in San Francisco a little while back, and I saw the most San Francisco thing. I was just like taking a morning walk in the park, and there was a dude. looked like he just got out of the ashram, right? And you know robes, mala beads on, and he's having a business call, and it was like the most passive-aggressive hippie business call I've ever heard. Where he's like, "I don't know, man. That like, you know, just hearing that that's where the deal is going is really like not sitting well with me." And like having this such a funny like juxtaposition of like, you could tell he's probably having some sort of business talk in a very and wearing like these very like hippie clothes and trying mm. to use hippie lingo. And I was yeah. like watching two worlds clash, where I was like. You only see this in California, probably.
1: Well, it's like people that have such the they they adopt adopt these identities, and you see it one place. I see it a lot, and it annoys the shit out of me. I don't know why it does, but it does. Is uh, gay men? They get the like the like fake lisp, like oh my gosh, like 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 (laughs) seriously, and it's like. Everything's like overpronounced s's, and it, it's like the flag. It's like the, it's it's like wow, like I, like, to, like
2: to to let you know something. to let
1: you know that uh-huh. that they're gay or yeah. something. I'm like I'm like I, I know your lisp isn't real, dude. <laughs> I yeah. don't know I don't know but, how that really but comes again, into right, it. But to me, it's, it's like, an identity, like that
0: thing of like as you're becoming more comfortable with this new enlightened moment you're having yourself of your sexuality of your you know spiritual practice. It's like a way of like. Stepping into that transition of going like this is who I am now. And you can accepting immediately yourself. accepting yourself, mm-hmm. finding others quickly that are like, okay, you seem like you resonate with that. You're like part of the tribe, and then at some point you grow into a part of that. that. Is still part of that, but that is more comfortable within your own. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah. And and on that same thing, I'm not trying to point out one certain person, but I think like you hear this in in like Sil- Silicon Valley type people too. They 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 do this up talk. And it's it's like 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 an up talk thing because that's now their identity and that's what how those people talk and this Mm -hmm. is what I'm gonna do and it's you see a lot of people do that in their transition into you know either finding who they are becoming this new person but it's like it still kind of goes back to like creating an identity for yourself. Yes,
2: yes, it's I I I had to let go of the identity of myself and that was really hard. That was one of the hardest ego deaths that I went through. Is like. Like, how am I going to lose my identity? Like, everything that I worked Mm. up to make me be me, I'm going to have to, like, Spirit was telling me, like, you know, you're going to completely let go. You're going to relearn everything again. And Mm. it was just like, whoa. But then I really started seeing how, like, we are attached to that identity, and you know, how there's just this idea of of who you are, but it's not really you, Mm. you know? It's not really you.
0: Yeah, it's very easy to get wrapped up in, like, the story of yourself and who you are to the world. Yeah, so at a point though, I feel like it's like you need that some of that. You need that ego. So you can step out and be like, I am Annabelle, yes. I'm serving medicine. Yes. I'm Adam, definitely. I'm doing this podcast, I'm Brandon, I'm playing music. Yes. But the not being attached to that, right? Like I love Ram Das talking about how at some point he was like realizing that Ram Das had become an attachment to identity. Mm-hmm. And so he left it, but then realized that by that name was serving people through that identity yeah. and th- and so it's an interesting balance within the ego of the uh, attachment to self yeah it has
2: to be the balance that's that's all we're the soul's just searching for balance and not to be obsessed with things you know because yeah we, we, we find through our identity how we do obsess with certain things you know and even like for for women you know a lot of us and mean men too, obsess with our identity of, of our looks and how we're presented mm. you know to other people and we're in a time right now where, you know, people are very superficial and, and it's it's really sad. And I'm so blessed to to have this awakening in this space because I was one of those people that was very, like, driven by, by you know, what was new, what was the new look, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have came to this medicine, like, I probably would have been, like, boob job, lip job, Botox, you know. Like, I probably would have fell yeah. into that if I if I didn't come to loving, truly loving myself and just accepting myself for, for who I am, you know, and being okay with getting older and aging and, and yeah. seeing the beauty in that too, you know, and accepting mm-hmm. that. Um, through these medicines, so many of my sisters that have came to this medicine, you know, have stopped like doing stuff to themselves, you know, stopped getting Botox. They start, so many of these women that I've worked with have gotten their breast implants removed you know one of my good friends is
1: about to do that cat j- just had hers removed oh she's, yeah she's doing amazing really? yeah she she had the the, the to- toxicity I did not even know it she, it had, she
2: had she
1: had yeah but the the, the the I think
2: I did did she post about it yeah, yeah the
1: did the uh, to- toxicity that you get from it is just overwhelming and there's mm-hmm. so many women living with with uh the toxicity from their implants and some uh, there's a good deal of them that know it's a possibility and don't want to remove they them because yeah. this is their new, this is their new look, this is their, yes. th- their new identity, and mm-hmm. it gives them confidence. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this the inflammation that that you get from them is because your body's kind of fighting them the whole time.
2: Your body is working so hard on trying to reject you know, this foreign object that's toxic to your body. So it, it's bringing your immune system down because mm-hmm. it's working so hard. on trying to, and I, I see it too with Gambo. Like when I get, you know, my sisters, that have like the boob job or the, the lip implants um, or whatever they're called, lip fillers, how the Gambo goes there and really tries to detox those areas. Mm-hmm. And even like sometimes if they have a lot of plastic surgery, it takes a while for the Gambo to even like fully like work on them. Like they'll have a lot of trouble purging or even feeling anything. Like they can take Confused. a really big dose. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: was like, what's in here? Yeah, because it's just
2: trying to attack like those areas, you know, trying to hmm. detox that implants out of your body, which you can't do it, you know. Um, But so many of, of my sisters that I've worked with, you know, that were having all these problems with anxiety, with depression, with food allergies, inflammation, pain in their body, the medicine showed them how it was the implant. And it got to the point where they were like, almost scared to sit with the medicine again because they already knew what the medicine was going to show was them. And show they were like, oh, I need to listen. Like, I just need to go get this surgery. And yeah, I had one sister that it's like... It's
1: expensive to have here yeah. too. Really
2: I had expensive. one sister that she, after she did the bufo, like it told her so clear how she needed to remove them because it was like literally killing her. That she went and like paid, I think like 17000 or something, like some ridiculous amount to have like a really good doctor that could do it really fast. To remove them
1: yeah there's for anyone out there that's listening they can you can find these groups on facebook and there's hundreds of thousands of women that are going through through this yeah it's a big deal and there's they're not diagnosing it yeah obviously it's a Mm -hmm. big big business and what are they going to do come come out with with a news headline saying your boobs could be killing you
2: yeah
1: i mean think of how many women are on antidepressants that have mm-hmm. implants and all they really have to do is take their implants out. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's great Like once, once I saw what was going on and saw that actually what it could be doing to your body and what it was like. Cat's memory was almost gone. Yeah, she couldn't remember anything. Her her train of thought was minutes mm-hmm. at the most, and now she's coming back around. Great. That's- Awesome. amazing.
2: Yeah, my one of my friends, as soon as she re- removed her implant, she lost like 20 pounds of inflammation in her body. All her food allergies went away. It was to the point where she almost couldn't eat anything anymore Wow. because everything that she ate, she had an allergy to it. All her food allergies went away. Most of her pain in her body went away. Her anxiety went away, you know, and she was just like, she was just like, she couldn't believe what she had done to herself, you know, and how much she was suffering. Yeah. over having these implants that did not really nothing for her, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that really strikes the chord of letting go of our old self. You know, we don't have to be that person anymore just because you you were that way five years ago, ten years, mm-hmm. years ago. And that's, you know, getting like a big part of letting go of my ego and my old identity for myself was really for forgiving myself. Yes. And, and letting go and just yes, saying, okay. Yeah, you have to
2: forgive yourself. You know what? And, and, and people, sometimes that's part of their karma. It's part of their journey to go through that too, you know, and to learn something from it, you know? And not that I like, I don't think anything less of someone that's going to do that to themselves, you know? Like, I'm personally, me, like, what I was shown, I wouldn't do that to myself. I've been through surgery. I had my appendix removed when I was really young. And, And that was so painful to go through surgery, you know, and I couldn't see myself having to do that just for my vanity, you know, Mm. to have to cut myself open and then go through that pain and
1: there's so many recovering the
2: trauma that your body goes through.
1: There's so many women doing so much of it, too. It's sad.
0: Because I've been seeing the the lip injections a lot with very young women. Because I also used to seeing like maybe older women trying to look young or something, but it was young, 18, 20. uh, and and these
2: girls are doing it and like posting it like 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 if they want to go get a face you're like oh i just got my lips done with doctor blah, blah blah you know and and it's just and botox at, like 20 something years old when you don't even have wrinkles well
1: bot- botox is is on the list of like the five five main neurotoxins with mercury and aluminum
2: really oh
1: yeah oh. it's right there like it, when you google Google neurotoxins, mm-hmm. and it's like aluminum, mercury, Botox, <laughs> and,
2: and that's so common.
1: It's so, so common. common. Those places have people just—it's like a like a yeah. ro- rotating door, just people going in and out.
2: Yeah, I know. I know women in their early 30s that tell me they've already been getting Botox for 10 years. Mm, terrible.
1: it's their brain is suffering because of it.
0: Yes. Which is sad because to me, it's like you see it as being caught in the matrix, right? Because you're, you're, one can be stuck in a world where you're like, well, I have to do this in order to play the game, in order yes. to show up, in order to be attractive, to be desired, to mm-hmm. self-worthiness. You know, men, I'm sure, you know, have it in different ways. Everyone has some degree of that if you're stuck playing the game. Yes. And having those enlightening moments where you can remove yourself from the game altogether and be like, oh. Like, and truly not care. Not to like, I don't care but really yeah caring but truly just separate yourself from it yes. how much easier your life really mm-hmm. gets cuz you're really just doing stuff for you mm-hmm. you know and i agree, I, I, I agree that it's like a lot of times you have to go 180 in order to come back right so yeah. you reject that you're just like well i'm not going to look in a mirror for a year and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter and then you come back to finding well this is what makes me feel empowered this is what makes me feel beautiful and that's what you're doing yeah and,
1: and i and i think that a lot of times the people that create these other Identities, the the hippie clothes, the fake lisp for the gay men, the uptalk for new business guys. Like this is this is where they feel that they're going to excel and, and leave that old person,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: you know, they're they're not they're not comfortable with that old person. It's just a it's a different form of it, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So everyone's got everyone's on on their own journey.
2: Everyone's on their own journey, and there's a lot of like also like the, the spiritual ego where people also play this role of like just because they're wearing the hippie clothes and they do yoga and they're vegan that they're super awakened and that that's not the case either. No. You know? Well,
0: unfortunately, I s- seem to see a lot of that on social media last yes. year. That was actually promoting some very toxic mentalities. Definitely. You know, especially in the depths of some of the division in our country last year I saw like the more kind of new age crowd really playing into it Mm -hmm. in a way that was adding to the divisiveness. And it was sad to see because you're going, just because you're wearing malas and you are saying Mm -hmm. woke things doesn't mean that you're being to me spirituality comes out of compassion, not out of
2: And sometimes they're not like nice people at all. And they're, you know, really cruel people and like like you were saying, like the compassion is really important in these spaces, you know, And, and how much unconditional love you have you know? and, and, um, and some people have came to a space where they're just like oh because I eat this way I'm a good person and like you're disgusting because you eat that way you know and and just that energy alone is so so nasty and so yeah. lower vibration you know
0: yeah
1: it's like people can't accept people for the way they are they want them to be the way they are
2: yeah and you can't like I'm saying like. This awakening comes to you at your time, and and it's different for everyone. You know, your awakening might be to, you know, take off to nature and be by yourself. Your awakening might be to be in the city and try to help as many people as you can, you know. uh, Everyone's awakening is different, you know, and and I don't believe that you're a bad person because you eat meat, you know, um, or you're a good person because you don't eat meat, you know. There's a sacrifice in everything. You know, the vegetables are, are alive too. Ayahuasca showed me that when I was vegan. You know, it showed me that. The plants came to me and told me, you know, you are you think you're any better? You know, you're killing us too. Like Just because we don't bleed doesn't mean we don't have life. The same spirit that's flowing in you that's keeping you alive is keeping us alive. Mm. You know, it's all a sacrifice. You just got to honor it. Wow. You know? Wow. And it is. And it is, you know, and... um. Like I say, I don't like the meat industry here, you know, and if, you know, if you do eat meat, you have to try to eat as clean as possible, you know, grass fed, if you find it organic, you know, if you find a small place where you can raise them and, and have, a, you know, your own fresh meat, even better, you know, your I, own chickens, In the you, jungle, the meat is so different.
1: We, you know? I, I have a farm that I, that I buy beef from every year. Yeah. I buy a, quarter of a cow that's raised on a natural pasture that's how i grew
2: up my parents drinks from
1: a natural stream Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so that's we we try to just eat eat that for red red meat and
2: then we, we, we buy
1: organic chicken but yeah when you eat fast food you're you're eating of course
2: even if you're eating vegan fast food, like people think that's gonna be better, no, it's soy. still not healthy. It's, no. it's it's about focusing on health, not not on like oh this is vegan. Vegan could be just or vegetarian could be just bread and cheese, you know? <laughs> yeah, and like, lots of bread. Yeah, it's not necessarily and sugar. healthy. And a lot yeah. of sugar. A lot, a lot of, of sugar. A lot of vegans are walking around with a lot of candida. That was me. Mm. I had a bunch of candida, you know, in my system before I came to combo and all that, and I thought I was healthy. I was over there eating kale salads, thinking that that was the best thing. When my body couldn't even break kale up, my my digestive system can't physically break down kale to get nourishment from it. hard to break cooked. down kale, yeah. yeah same. You know, um, through Ayurveda, I learned that you know my body type needs cooked, warm, spicy meals to get the most nourishment out of it. That
0: right? yeah, yeah, that's the same. Yeah. I have a, I have a vata imbalance. For yeah. the Past few years of just pushing my body a little. Too
2: yes. Hard, you know, without that, having that was that me too. Version. That was me too. And I had all this IBS and all these problems because I was eating all this cold food, you know, and it just it wasn't good for me. It yeah. was good for my friend that <laughs> got me into it, you know. She was <laughs> yeah. pizza, and she was like fruitarian, that's like, like super a, just that's cool. what I am too. Pit, yeah, pitta,
1: yeah. It's you see. Whenever I see a vegan, they don't really look super healthy. There, there's a lot of o- overweight a, yeah. vegans.
2: Yeah, there is. Um,
1: and then there's a the, the ones they they have like a they have a strange paleness.
2: Yes, they look a them. little like they're they're, dead. they're
1: missing a tone of their yes. skin. Yes, color. It's a little strange. Yeah,
2: um, it's it's rare, but I I do know some some people that eat and they don't even see they don't label themselves as vegan, but they eat like. Kind of like Dr. Sevy's diet and stuff and they look yeah. really good. Yeah, they're going, sure. but they work so hard at it. Ate, that? like that's main that's their their main life focus. And they're carrying their food with them everywhere. Or if there's something that they can't eat, they just won't eat. They'll go into a fasting, yeah. you know? And that's really healthy. It's super healthy. But I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's still kind of an imbalance if you have to work that hard at it. If it doesn't free flow, sure. you know, a little bit more natural.
1: I mean, it, it's like I've always said, You, it's healthy for your body type if your body type is that. Yes, and, and, and if I've... your
2: body type reacts good to it, then yes. But if you try to be raw vegan and your hair starts falling out and you start twitching and you feel yeah. all lightheaded.
1: <laughs> your nails fall off.
2: Obviously, it's not healthy
1: for you. <laughs> I'm saving animals. I have no nails, but yes. I've saved a cow.
2: And then look at like like people are so afraid of like the like the killing. But look at the way animals kill other animals. Yeah. You know, and they hunt them and they'll eat them half alive. Like, and they don't even kill them in a nice way, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> See, my thing's been, I I've I grew up fishing a lot. We grew mm-hmm. up, both of us grew up fishing a lot, but I've never been hunting. And there was, I think that's why I kind of stopped eating as much meat because I was like, until I go hunting yes. and learn the process of field dressing the animal, killing it, taking that life and really feeling that weight,
3: mm-hmm. I've
0: personally felt weird about eating much meat until i yes, do that because yes. even when i was in africa like i ended up like you know i'd have the chicken with me but someone else would grab and snap its neck, and i was like just would watch it, and he was like man even that's tough for me to watch but i need to understand the significance of taking a life yes. that i'm going to be eating and understanding the gift the sacrifice Definitely. that's going towards nourishing me mm-hmm. instead of just it's easy when it's all nice and packaged
2: exactly because even exactly. in
0: india you go and you say that chicken and Mm-hmm. De feather it, mm-hmm. give it to you, and it, it you you're thinking twice before you're just like oh I'm having chicken. Yes. You're like well I got to go through this process. And it's a whole I process.
2: It. I my grandma would would butcher chickens and I, you know she she had me do it as well and it it wasn't easy you know. Yeah. But even everything like plucking the hairs, you know, opening it up, taking all the insides out, like it's it's a whole mission. It's not just like oh let me pop this. In the
0: microwave and eat it. You know, right. <laughs> well, I feel that's where the disconnection from what we put in our bodies yes. comes from. Yes. Everything's like, And and,
2: and the horrible meat it. industry and and people eating too much of it too, you know, being really imbalanced in that space too. Yeah. So it's just the sacredness that they've taken out of everything because, like, when you go to the to the jungle too, like the tribes. You know, there's a sacredness in everything, even the way they sacrifice these animals, you know, and how they use every part of the body. You know, they use the bones, they use the skin, nothing goes to waste, you know. Yeah. Um, So there's a whole difference. And and when you eat the meat in the Amazon, it's so different. The way it makes you feel, the way you digest it, Mm. even the way it tastes, uh, how much harder it is, you know. Um, it's not all soft like the the meats we're used to. You like know? Our, like we all, the chickens meats. have muscles; they're all buff, you know, all, <laughs> right. all, all, yeah. all buff. So you're biting into it, and it's, yeah. it's pretty hard. Like, <laughs> but I feel like we're evolving to like be like weaker too. You know, our jaws are not as strong as, oh, as no. they probably were. You know, back in the days when people would hunt that way and and would eat free range chickens that were buff. You know, and buffalo and. Oh, man! Now I, we have all this hormone meat that we're just like... All fatty
0: oh, meat. You know, all fatty. When I was in Africa, I had some friends showing me, you know, it's like shucking sugar cane. They're like, yeah, just take it and buy it. I was like, dude, if I did that with my teeth, it would break with my <laughs> weak American teeth. It would yeah. just snap right off. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
2: but everything, like even when you go to the to the Amazon the deeper you go in when you eat those vegetables they taste so different than the vegetables here when you eat the fruit it's ridiculous the difference of how like our fruit doesn't taste like water compared to their fruit you know Uh. Um, uh, the first time I had GMO free corn was in Brazil you know and it even looks so different like all the kernels are not straight and perfect they're like crooked and they're missing a lot of them you know and 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 it's such a difference when you eat it. Like, it doesn't give you the bloating. There's no gassiness. You know, it's just, it's, it's so different. And, and I'm just like, wow, that doesn't even exist in my country. I've never seen GMO-free corn. That doesn't even exist here. Even no. the one that says organic, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. still GMO. It's not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, I, I we try to talk a lot about how the daily practice and your spiritual journey is so important. And food is, like, number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really have to watch what we put in our bodies because it and the it intention that you our... that you're
2: putting into it. Yeah, bless mm. it, bless it, and and you know put good energy into it and eat it with that intention of it. this is nourishment for my body, this is healing my body, it's it's you know it's strengthening my body, because if you're eating something with guilt, like this is unhealthy, and I'm eating and it's bad for me, your body's gonna receive it that way, you know, so like. Mm. Don't ever eat something. In the, even if you're eating McDonald's, like I always say, like, don't eat it. But if you do, like, at least bless it and put so much good energy in it and eating with that intention that it's good for you, it makes a big difference. Right. It makes a big difference. Yeah.
1: Have you ever done any long fasts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's What's the yeah. longest fast you've done?
2: Are you talking about like water fast or like a juice fast? Either or, like
1: yeah. water I've done a, water.
2: I did 30-day juice fast. I did a three-day water fast.
1: Three-day water fast. Yeah. I
2: want to do a longer one because uh, it it was so amazing. The clarity that it brought me. Yeah. My dreams. I've always been a dreamer, but I mean my dreams were just so clear. Like I got some really strong messages. I was going through through some, you know, issues with with someone and it like through my dreams, it showed me everything that he was doing and like.
1: I want to try a three-day water
3: fast. It
2: was really clear. And even when I was serving in medicine, like I always get messages, but it was just so clear that these messages that I was receiving, you know, and the way I was sleeping and it just did so much for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do another water fast.
1: I, I got invited to do a vision quest a few years ago and I yeah. passed on it. That's, that's a th- Four-day watch? Four-day dry fast?
2: Dry fasting is hard. I've done dry fasting. That's uh,
1: hard. I think it's like a four-day dry fast. I,
0: I think some someday like I, w- I would like to try it. My, my, my cousin's done a few, um, the Golden Drum Community. I don't know if you know them up in upstate New York. Where I don't know if he's gotten all the way up to 10 days, but a lot of those guys do 10-day dry fast. 10-day
1: dry fast?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. I would worry my organs would fail.
0: Yeah, apparently they're fine. They're fine. That they pray, they meditate the whole time. And I think he did four. Wow. I he did like four or five. But yeah, there's other people in that group that will do 10 plus.
2: Wow. Have, have,
1: you, have you ever worked with any t- tobacco shamans before?
2: No, not the deep tobacco Vietas, that you drink the tobacco. Drink the I, tobacco. Know, I know of it, and I I tried a little bit, but not to do a full dieta, and it's harsh. There's
1: a there's a guy that I, w- I want to have on the podcast that I worked with up in Oregon. He he's he's done the 30 day.
2: I've heard of those. I eventually t- t- want to do fast. one. fast.
1: He said his. But I am
2: a little scared. His
1: I I guess your the the psychedelic visions come in your dreams. Mm-hmm. He he was talking about all these different fasts where you can be fat. Dry, dry fasting and take um, uh, turmeric mm-hmm. and have a crazy psych- psychedelic experience.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. In India, they have a lot of herbs that will take you through, like spices. Yeah, spices. Like, take you to some mm-hmm. really psychedelic experiences. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, But the tobacco dietas, I've heard like people a lot of people have died on those dietas, they're harsh, they're really harsh. A lot of people have died, yes, yes. Um, they it's a, it's a really strong grandfather spirit, but it makes you it's super purgative and it makes you like get like some really intense diarrhea because you're drinking it, yeah. And um, some people can't handle it, some people can have-
1: yeah. I've yeah. I've I've done the uh, snuff where they put it in your hand and you, and you sniff it, uh huh. The, the, the like liquid. Yeah, it's good. It's very, it's very grounding. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like mm-hmm. to work more, more with it again. They, they claim that t- tobacco is the most p- powerful plant on the planet.
2: It's a really powerful. Yeah. spirit. it's a very powerful spirit. I mean, have, have if you've ever done a hop initiation, it's kind of like a, a going through a really deep cleansing with 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 that grandfather spirit, you know, and connecting really deep with the with the spirit of tobacco. And you go through an intense purge and um, shaking, and sometimes diarrhea. Sometimes people shit themselves. Um, sometimes like exorcism. It, it's it's really intense healing. Like you instantly feel different.
1: How did it, how does that work? Is it just like a normal Hopi serving or no? It's, what, it's what a, a really they...
2: big like usually usually they serve you three times in each nostril. Okay, and it's a really big like um. Mountain of Hape, i just like going really deep with it, Oof. and it's way like way more intense than cambo, like the purge and everything, and it's longer. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people recover really fast, and some people I've seen people be there for hours and hours and hours.
0: And so, what is the, the what do you receive at the end of it? Well, I mean, <laughs> at the end of it, like <laughs> when you're coming to, what is like the 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 kind of purpose of the Hapa connecting you
2: really deep with the spirit of grandfather mm. you know and clearing out your vessel through that through that yeah. medicine through that spirit so that you can also be a vessel to like serve that medicine with that respect and that intention and being clear and being mm. guided by that grandfather spirit yeah. um, but different tribes do it in different ways you know um, certain tribes even do it through like ayahuasca ceremony where they give you a hop initiation in d-
1: during
0: ayahuasca ayahuasca wow yeah <laughs> wow i saying, i mean yeah, I've, I've definitely had some pretty intense purgative moments just serving myself let, and yeah. that wasn't that much comparatively yeah. to that what the amount you'd be served from
2: when that. i when i first started working with happy it was it was really intense for me it was like i i did not see myself working with that medicine at first because it was yeah. so harsh on me um but i'm so grateful for that medicine now you know and at first, it would take me through some, like, almost, like, stronger than combo, just just getting served, hape. You know, I had where, and then I was very mucousy when I first started working with these medicines. I used to get a lot of colds, a lot of bronchitis. Same. Um, yeah. I, and so, it would make me, like, barf, like, these globs of mucus. It was so gross, you know.
1: One of my last cam- cambo sessions was all mucus. Yeah, uh-huh. that's so
2: good how combo yeah. does that. Yeah, combo amazing. Port- Pulls out that mucus out of your system. That's where like all the infection and disease gets created. Mm. The more mucus your body has, the more inflammation, the more mm. infection it carries. And
1: you're gonna get sick.
2: Yes. And all these medicines help with that. Gamboa at a really deep level. Yes. But hape as well, sananga as well. If Watch I feel chuma. like I'm
0: getting sick, it's just tons of turmeric, garlic, yes. sananga and hape. Yes. As soon as I feel it. it's just I remember before it gives Burning you Man. Detox. I think I saw you right before. And I started feeling because I wasn't getting much sleep and I was like, oh, no, I'm getting sick. I don't want to go out on the desert being sick. So it's just every night, sunanga and hape. Sunanga yeah. and hape. And hape. And sure enough, though, it clears clears you right out. I want some hape. It does.
2: It does. I have some. want to do some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> time Hold for a stock, hape right? yeah. <laughs> No, but combo combo has really saved my life. Like, um, I, like I said, I used to be a person, I, I would get sick a lot. I used to get colds a lot. I used to get flus. I used to get these coughs that would last me sometimes like months. And I couldn't sleep all night. I would just mm. be coughing and coughing. And since combo, I haven't gotten sick. I haven't gotten mm. sick, you know. Um, sometimes maybe like traveling, sometimes like a little mild stomach thing. But I'll give myself even just like one dot of combo and boom, it'll clear it out. You know, and now I I never travel without my combo. Every time I used to go to to Mexico, I would always get bubble guts down there. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the water or what. Even if I was eating just like, no I would still
0: get it. As if we're not used to the the this like yeah the water yeah. the plants down there yeah. I, I, It's like Africa there in India I have a whole and I would get so
2: kind of like bloated, but now like I'll take my
0: gumbo and I'll do that and
2: boom clears me. Well, i feel really good. I went and
0: yes. saw you right before I went to India, and you know I expected oh, it's like yes. you're gonna get sick when you're in India, right? Almost so when I got, got to Varanasi, you know I had some dal. Next morning I was fine, and then it was just like oh no I'm not gonna be good, but. I got cleared out in six hours, was back exploring. but wow. I was also staying right next to the goths, right? So I was getting all the smoke from the cremation, the wow. funeral pyres coming in my window. <laughs> this monkey kept trying to steal my stuff. Oh I'm like throwing up everywhere. <laughs> and then like six hours <laughs> later though, I was fine. And I was like, I attribute it to the combo. It, cleared, yeah. it prepared my body to go yeah. there. And then right when this pandemic hit, I was like, who knows what this virus mm-hmm. is going to turn into. First thing I do, go see you. Gumbel, go, yeah. combo. If
2: you're afraid of getting sick, combo. It was amazing. And and like even if something does like attack you, it usually doesn't last long. Yeah. Like 24 hours, maybe, yeah. and you're done.
0: You Your know? body just knows how to mm-hmm. Get, mm-hmm. get it out.
2: Almost everybody that that came to me and did a lot of combo, and or or not even with me, even you know, through other people, uh, that were even in households where everybody got like COVID and they didn't get it. Mm. You know, one lady, like her whole family kept they kept getting it, like they got it like more than once. She didn't get it.
1: Yeah, it seems it seems seems she would get
2: tested and everything. It
1: seems it seems to attack the immune compromise. Mm -hmm. Mm. I I haven't got sick since I've done it. I've actually drinking was the main thing. Since I stopped drinking, I I haven't been sick. Yeah,
2: yeah, because all the sugar and the alcohol, it it still does Mm. bring down the immune system, especially
1: if you're. But but yeah, this last I got after my last three Cambos. Sebby got sick for he's got sick for a good week and a half, and then Cat got sick once too, and I I didn't get it.
2: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's more normal for children because they're building up their immunity to get sick, and yeah. the mother's gonna get usually sick with them as well. So mm-hmm. that's, that's more common.
1: Yeah, so I don't know I feel good. I feel safe.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's awesome. How's Cat doing with with all that? She's doing good. She's yeah. she's
1: she's, serp- she's serving now, and she's uh, she's doing great. She she served uh, Ryan Reyes, who, who was on the episode uh, last week or two weeks ago, and uh, she's doing good. She's she's getting into it slow, and she's starting yeah. to get some bigger groups in, awesome. interested and stuff. So she went through pretty rig- rigorous training and came back with some big realizations. It, it opened up a lot for it her. It does
2: so much healing for you when you go deep that way.
1: It opened up a lot because she did four, 14 points, mm-hmm. I think, when she was there. I mean, that was just at one time. Yeah. There was she did I think over the whole time probably 30 40 points or something.
2: The most I've done in one sitting was 33 points. Wow. And that was really intense. But yeah, I bet. But the Matses tribe they they do this where they go they keep going up until they get to 100 points. Mhm. At once. At once. I mean, but they they work their way up. Yeah. They don't just like sit with a hundred dots. <laughs> That's yeah. just getting
1: burned a hundred times?
2: I know. <laughs> I know. When I did the 33, Uh-oh. I did them all over my body in different sections.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, oh, my god!
2: really intense, but then I, I had already been working with Gambo and, and gone really deep with it, you know, and done a lot. Yeah. Once I did 15 dots down my spine, and I almost felt like that was even more intense than when I did 33. You know, it was like... It was really intense when I did it there. Um, in the tribe, like I don't know about all the tribes. Cause I haven't worked with all of them, but I know some of the ones that I've worked with. They mainly do gumbo just on the limbs. Yeah. They only apply it on like the arms, you know, or the legs, or sometimes like on some women on like the hip, you know. Um, you know, and when I did a lot of my healing for for the cancer, I it was applied everywhere. You know, and it still worked. So, I mean, I know the tradition and there's sacredness why they only do it in the limbs, but my personal belief is that the intelligence of this medicine, like no matter where you put it, it's going to go where your body needs it the most. Yeah. It's it's going to... And your body and it's going to go directly where your body needs it. The what most. are your
0: thoughts on putting on like meridian points as opposed to just like as long as you put it somewhere, the medicine is, is there? Kind of like point? what I said. I feel like yeah. no matter where you doesn't put matter. it, it's going
2: to go directly where it needs to go. The meridian points, I mean, we have those meridian points, but they're, you have to really know the meridian points to get them exactly there. And that's something that now they're like combining that with mm-hmm. that technology. But I really feel that it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't really matter where you put it. Because I've had where I put it on my arm and it went directly to my womb and I could feel it there, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, like sometimes I I get people that have like certain infections and they'll feel the medicine go directly to that infection. It's working on whatever organ, you know, that's really toxic. Um, I've also had where my friend's dad, you know, he had diabetes and it was really bad already. and And... Mm-hmm if he would like cut himself, it would turn into this huge wound and it would just keep getting like deeper and deeper and more infected. Like his body just wouldn't heal on its own anymore. And he ended up cutting his or burning his finger and then it turned into um, gangrene. Okay. And he came to me with like a big old hole in his finger and they were like, they were going to chop his his arm off. And so what I did first is I, I put it like in hot water with salt and I just pushed out all that pus and then I got combo and I put it directly in the hole. Oh wow. Yeah. And it would like it would hurt him really bad. Like I he would be like almost like crying and pulsing. But it ended up healing his finger. Like for a while. He came almost every day and I kept doing it. And I just kept seeing the finger get better and better. And by the time he went to get his surgery, they didn't have to cut his, his hand off anymore. Wow. You know? so it works for direct infections too. Like um every time I get a piercing, I mm-hmm. put it like he told me I couldn't do half it for 30 days or 60 days. I came home and put combo on it and it healed in three days. No, it's doing not bad in three days. (laughs) Yeah. So now most of my friends, if they get piercings, they come and I put the combo on it and it just heals it really fast. Interesting.
0: So is that knowledge just through intuition because of how much you've worked with the medicine? Or is it that there's like a you
2: This is a practice of intuition. That's why you have to be on your own spiritual healing and, like, don't ever stop healing yourself. Not because, textbook.
0: Because you know, your
2: this. intuition has to be clear. This is a practice of intuition, you know, and your intuition is going to guide you. Yeah. You
0: know?
2: And when you receive these messages, they're clear. Like, science doesn't have to back them up. You know it's true, yeah. you know? Like, you know it. and, and So the following the intuition, the guidance is really important in these spaces because you're not always going to have, you know, you can take so many trainings, but... Things, different situations are going to come up that you're going to have to listen to that higher calling, to that intuition, you know.
1: For sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. And it really guides you. It really helps you. Yes.
1: Cool. Was <laughs> well, there anything else you, you you want to add today? I don't know. I mean, you covered so
0: much. Yeah. I, I feel like I could like sit here asking you questions for like three days, for like days. Yeah, there's like, so, much. so much. There's I know. So We're going gonna... mean, to. I can go
2: into like stories too of like just medicine journeys and things that have happened, things that I've seen. And it's just, it's just endless, you know? It's endless. Yeah. yeah.
0: This to me is such a fascinating and beautiful journey because it's a journey out of service, but it seems like it's provided such just a beautifully interesting and difficult but rewarding life Yeah, for you. Yeah,
2: yeah, now I'm just trying to manifest, I need to manifest like a temple away from my home. So mm. like, you know, because my children live with me now and... Um, Sometimes it is heavy on them too, like the house always being that ceremony home, them not having their peace, you know, waking up on the weekends to everyone barfing outside <laughs> while they're trying to go get some breakfast in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, like little things yeah. there. My daughter's very part of what I do. Like she helps me serve, she burns, she she does a lot of this work. She's been doing this, she's been doing medicine. Since she was nine years old. You know, wow. she's she sat with Gambo, she's done ayahuasca, she's done Bufo. She's done wachuma. She loves mushrooms. She's tapped into past lives where she served, she served mushrooms, you know, and um, so she's she's more open to it. And, and but my son's still kind of he's done combo, and, you know he's said mushrooms. But then kind of mushrooms kind of scared him too, you know, yeah. to go through a deep journey. And he was like, oh my god, I'm a loser, like. I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm like, you're only 15, relax. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good that you're already seeing that, yeah, you know. And now he's 17 and he's, like, so responsible and he takes care of, like, his own bills and he has a car. Oh,
3: and oh that's
1: great. going to Amazing.
2: school and just, like, so I'm like, see, that helped you. Yeah, like, would be you
1: shape probably
0: a wouldn't bit. be here yeah. now if, yeah. you, if you would I have gone through that journey, 17. you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but still, he gets, like, you know, he's off on the weekends and he's just I just want to have my house back. Yeah. Like, these people don't ever go home. And yeah, sometimes I have to also like. I've been getting a little bit better about setting boundaries. And like, you know, like ceremonies over. Like as long as you're feeling good, like, you know, people need to go home. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I do need to have some time away from this too, you know. Sure.
0: Well, imagine just those lines as a healer can so become so easily blurred. And then it's it's taking from your energy it to takes continue a lot. serving.
2: It takes a lot from my energy. Sometimes I do. That's why I have to like... That's why this year too, these past years have been heavy on me. Because um, I'm usually... I, I take off to the jungle, you know, and mm. I go disconnect and like reset, and then I come back feeling super empowered and ready to you know do this work. but this year with me not being able to go to the jungle i I felt like the heaviness you know, and then I've had to do different things you know go do take some time off, go go do some healing on myself, you know yeah. because it does it does get. Just get heavy. It's a lot of work. It's a mm-hmm. lot of responsibility. And, and like I'm saying, you don't only have good energies coming at you. Like sometimes you not not everybody comes with good intentions. You know, I've had situations even with like, you know, my ex-lover, you know, he kind of came around just kind of to, to take advantage of me, kind of just to learn from me and then just like cut me off and left talking super bad about me, you know. and uh-huh. um, So you do run into people that have a lot of greed too. Like sometimes people envy my life so much and I'm like, I hope one day they're in my shoes so they can see that my life is not as I don't know what they think. It's like, you know, super bougie or something. It's not. It's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, you're well, on you're call twenty four seven. You're in service. You know, and sometimes I get a lot of people that like that tend to have this like almost like greed and envy, you know? Which is, which is really strange
1: they want that life because it's not theirs
0: yeah Yeah. yeah. well because actually i, I want to ask you is i mean because it, it can seem like you know from if you're looking at it strictly from a business perspective it could be a very lucrative business for people that are serving a lot of people you could be making a lot of money have you seen like a lot of people getting into it because it's like financially yes. rewarding
2: yes yeah definitely a lot of people that's what happened with like even like my ex he saw like oh wow, I can make a lot of money. Like she's getting in my way, you know. I want to do this, but I don't want to do the work. Mm. You know, I don't want to do all this training. I don't want to go through those initiations. You know, I just want to, you know, I I know how to hold that space. Yeah. Do it. Do the work. You know. Yeah. Do the
0: work. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what is, it seems so beautiful. Of like, I I've always held this faith that. If you're living your life in service to your dharma, that you will be taken care of. You'll be taken care of regardless,
2: you know. And I know that everything that happens to me, it's also like a lesson for me to like learn boundaries, Mm. to learn the heart can be so misleading, you Mm. know, like, like, you know, my intuition is like, wow, so point. But then like when it comes to matters of the heart, I'm like, oh, I get so blocked. I mean... The intuition is there. Sometimes it's like I'm saying you don't you don't want to listen you to it. You don't listen, listen to it. To yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, it wow. It. Like, I'm I, so uh, in love. You know? yeah. I the believe. Sex is so bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Like, your brain wanna, is. Yeah, like, like, no, it's okay. He'll heal. Yeah. 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 I'll heal him. But. <laughs> I,
1: be, I believe if that true, true self-mastery is being able to listen to your gut feeling and act on it. Yes. That's true yes, human yeah. self-mastery. If really you can is. And, and acting on it, because you, really your gut is. tells you the right thing all the time.
2: It always does. It always, always
1: does. does. Every time. And be, because when that situation you didn't listen to goes bad, you're like, fuck, I knew it. <laughs> every but I just time, didn't listen. Every, every time
2: I've run into a situation, my my intuition, my gut, my dreams. I've always been a dreamer. My dreams have always told me everything i've already had those messages so it's like ignore them you know i ignored them i'm like no, no you know i we can heal this we can shift you know and sometimes sometimes you can but sometimes it's not your your job to be healing someone that doesn't want to be healed
0: yes like that's a disservice to them it is you know it is yeah even as tough as it can be
2: yes definitely definitely but it's all perfect
0: Right, right. There is no wrong like, choices. There was no
2: wrong choices, and it's just, it's also like part of our karma too. You know, these things that happen to us.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. I've been doing a lot more work, kind of in the getting into the film realm in Hollywood, and so dealing oh. with more Hollywood type people, which I automatically right off the bat like don't trust, and I have to assume like, you know what, I'm probably gonna get screwed over. And I have to be okay with that. It's part of the learning experience. And the game is how much can I not get screwed over? And so yeah. then it's all perfect. No matter how it goes, you're like, well, there's a learning experience. The only way is like if you have, to me, it's like attachment to this. Like I'm going to win. Yeah. There's no winning. It's just there's no right and wrong choices. It's all adding to like the journey of life. And that's the enjoyable thing. There's no mm. destination. It's
2: mm.
0: along the way. What
2: are you doing in Hollywood? Like mu- music stuff? More
0: like getting into more like TV and film kind oh, of things okay. from music. And so just it's a whole new world that I, oh. I it's scary because I don't know the legalities of it as much as yeah. I do music. And so it can be a little, I, I, I'm fearful of that, which I am, don't know or other people know more than me and can feel like there's vulnerability get taken advantage of.
2: There's some crazy people that know how to use like the law uh, in some really crazy right? ways. Yeah. People over, Yeah. Yeah. But you got protection. Right. I right call, call upon like, your protection. Yeah. Call upon <laughs> your combo, you. your guy. You yeah, the toad's
0: always with me. so I keep him mm-hmm. on my altar. I'm like, yeah, yeah, protect me. Yeah.
2: but Yeah, that industry could be really, really dark
0: too. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> remain in the light the yeah, yeah. somehow or dive into but the I dark think, with some light. But I think that
2: industry needs people like you around too, you know? Uh, you yeah. need some light workers to go through there to do some... Sometimes you're being chosen to do, like, grid work to, like, bring in some spaces. Yeah, because, you know, spaces.
0: I think about a lot where it's, like, you know, you get into this realm where it's, like, you want to be with community that's like-minded, right? So yes. the, the the thing that sounds great is go live on a commune with a bunch of people that are like-minded. You just, like, sit in ceremony all the time, and then I'm like, what good is that doing the world, though? Because you're it's like you're kind of with, unless you're taking that knowledge and going out to the reaches that don't understand, it's like, you're surrounded a bunch of people that don't think the same as you. yeah so The services bringing that light to others. Go there to build, to learn, and then bring it to the, the darker depths mm-hmm. to help. You know, so sometimes it's not always the most fun, but yeah.
1: It's hard work. It's I was just talking to someone last week that's Hollywood-ish kind of person, and I was just like, man, is you just gotta stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You just gotta you gotta tell the truth and you gotta be. You know, true to yourself, and I think that if you stay on that path, everything will will just work. Yeah. Definitely. You know, Definitely. the minute you start doing something for the money instead of who you are,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: it's short lived. Yeah, you know, and you build an identity around it and everything else, and you end up empty. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think you know, for the for the long haul, like like you see these people that are people like like uh, like anthony bourdain or people like like uh, oprah for example like she's you've seen her like evolve through the the years but i believe she's being her for the Mm -hmm. for the most most part you know she's like on her spiritual journey now i mean for for being oprah she seems pretty grounded i mean she's yeah she's she's oprah but like you, you see these people that are just that continuously continue to be themselves, and it, they have the, the long haul. Look at look at Dave, Dave Chappelle. Mm. Dave, Dave Chappelle said, "Fuck everybody. I'm just gonna be me," and it's gotten him a bit bigger than ever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Joe Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. one of the biggest figures in the world now. He's just being himself. Yeah. So I th- I think that's really what this next decade is all all about. It's just you know in in real life and being being ourselves and and if that. And make that work for you, in whatever avenue that that is.
2: Yes, and everything, and everything. Everything. Be, being truthful and and like communicating our needs and our wants mm. and our desires is important too. Uh-huh. You know, like, um, I mean, even like situations where I get people that are um, like people that can't be in a relationship with one person. You know, and they have all these issues because they're trying to juggle all these different relationships and all this lying. And it's like, if you would just be honest, you know, and tell people like you're polyamorous or like, you'll find people that are open to that. Yeah. You know, and you'll people you'll find people that will accept you for that, you know, but you're creating all this drama and karma because you can't communicate, mm. you know, and can't be honest of what your needs are, you know.
1: Right. Either that or they're not comfortable with the other person doing the same thing.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, even that. I've, I know people that are like that and have partners that are just with them. Yeah. And they have, like, another three partners, you know. Oh, wow.
0: I think it's just, yeah, there's something that's, like, so hard about just being honest. Yeah. You know, that, that's a lot of work. Lot of man, you know, so I, I dabbled right. in it for a <laughs> bit and immediately I was like, I don't have time for this. It's a lot of work. I mean, but the people who I feel do it, well is because like that's their thing. Yeah, right? Like that's what they spend their time doing, nurturing relationships, multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Man, it's hard. Like my, my other relationships, my band. You know, yeah. so that like, takes my emotional energy yeah. and then my girlfriend. So I'm like, there's yeah. no way I could you have a girlfriend? Now? Yeah. I yeah. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's very lovely and sweet. Actually yesterday was our anniversary. So oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah we've been together a year now. Happy, Happy anniversary. anniversary. Thanks. I'm gonna go up and see her this weekend. Cool.
1: Mm. She's she's a pretty special lady. Yeah. Yeah. I like her.
0: Yeah. Awesome. You guys will meet
2: at, sure.
3: at
1: some point, yeah, yeah. Um, All
0: right. cool oh. you
2: look really good. thank you yeah you as well you look really good. thank you, thank you.
0: I appreciate yeah. that it's uh I feel like this last year I finally got better in touch with with my my health I had been having some I was saying some gut issues that mm-hmm. I finally like was like, well, either I deal with this or I will get sick later. And yeah. so it just forced me to go on a really strict diet to get my, now my stomach's kind of getting on the other side of it where I can start easing up a little bit, but it's was, it was a good wake-up call. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, I mean, our digestive is a representation of, like, the way we process things, too, like yeah. situations. I go right to the
0: gut if yeah. I'm anxious or mm-hmm. sad. It goes right, mm-hmm. right to my gut, immediately don't feel well kind yeah. of thing, you know. And, yeah. now, again, another thing Combo helped me realize because my mom – uh, passed away from cancer, and I yeah. I know the biggest cause of that was emotional distress. Yes. Holding that mm-hmm. emotional trauma mm-hmm. all those years. You know. What kind of cancer? They didn't know where it originated because yeah. uh, by the time they found it, it was stage four, oh, wow. and so they thought it could be ovarian, uh, could be liver. Mm-hmm. She didn't drink, but her liver they said looked like it was someone who drank a bottle of Jack oh. a day. It was so bad, but mm-hmm. yeah, I really feel it is due to hold your body holds so much emotional trauma when it's yes. not dealt with. it
2: Yes. It's important Turns for into, us to have spaces to yeah. to release, you know, to not hold on to so much, and that that's where like these medicines really come in handy, where they really help us go through those releases, you know. Like, you're you're going through something, you're holding a lot. You'll sit with some mushrooms, and it'll just make you cry the whole time, you know. Yeah. But then you feel so good yeah. after.
3: Yeah. I feel like
0: yeah. I haven't purged by vomiting a long time. I purged by crying. Crying, right?
2: yeah, that's like, a purge as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was traumas.
0: As I grew up, not crying because men don't cry. Even you through know. combo,
2: <laughs> even through combo, I've had that experience where people will just like it'll unlock a trauma and they'll sit there and their whole purge will just be a cry. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, there's I think you know for I imagine many men I grew up with are like men don't cry, so you to know, have and that emotional so sad. release. that's That right? that's
2: where it brings up all that toxic masculinity yeah. for men that don't cry. You know, and then they usually because you're gonna react on that pain in some way, and if you don't react it towards releasing it with with a cry you're usually going to react towards anger. Yeah. You know? And it's
1: true.
3: Mm-hmm. Very true.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and most men, especially like men that are water signs, you know, they're naturally more emotional and, and they've been so programmed to think like, oh, you're not supposed to feel, you're not supposed to cry, you're supposed to be just tough. So it just it does so much damage, so much harm, you know, to that person to, to hold on to, some, to all those emotions. You
1: know? I got a buddy that's a water sign. I should let him know that. Cry, buddy. Cry, get
3: together.
0: Go home and cry cry tonight. Yeah, have a good cry together. Good cry session. Yeah. Well, cool. Wrap it up. Yeah, Annabelle, we just appreciate you so much, and I just have so much love and respect for you, and feel so honored that you came on to to chat with us. You know, all the healing you've done for me. thank you very much. I wanted this
2: was like so healing for me because I'm telling you, I've been invited to so many podcasts, and I. I, it's it's like a fear for me. It's weird. Or like I don't know, just this weird feeling, like of like being in that that space of being like questioned, and I don't know why that's always been kind of challenging for me. But I feel like I was like, if I do this, it's gonna break the ice, and then I'm gonna be able to do this a lot, like yeah, yeah, easier. You know,
1: it's that's it's that. about having a comfortable place to do it too. Yeah, being yeah. in the right place for sure.
0: Well, you know, I feel like you have you have a lot of important things to say. You know, and I think it's important, people hear it mm-hmm. you know I think I was, I was like very excited about having you on like mm-hmm. the amazing stories just like your perspective and what thank you're doing you. in the thank world thank you
2: for working for me because I like I'm telling you I'm so busy that sometimes people will invite me and then I just forget I'm just no. like, oh, I, I get so it to do. you're telling
0: the guy who has like 300 and something unread text messages <laughs> on his phone <laughs> That's, oh
2: my god me too Yeah.
0: yeah well yeah. is there anything that you want to let people know of how to get in touch with you or find out more about if they want to come sit or yeah, order they can anything from you.
2: Hit me up on my Instagram which is lovebell. It's love the word love and then bell and then four eights. Eight, to eight, eight, to eight. or my shamphibian healing page too.
0: Shamphibian Shem- like, like shaman yeah, sham- and amphibian.
2: Yeah. Shamphibian?
0: Shem- Shem-
1: Shem-phib-
2: yeah, and um, so sh- for me it stands like for shamanic amphibian healing. Mm. Cuz I work with the with the amphibians um but that's like my product page where I have like hape and all that all that good stuff um but yeah most people most people that come to me are, are like referrals word of mouth and that's always the best you know yeah. when people refer you and that's usually you know, even though my Instagram has gotten a lot of like attention you know and a lot of people hit me up there but I, I really appreciate when people refer me you know because I. People come in already with that space of like someone knows you. You've done this work. I've seen the healing in them, so I yeah. trust you. You know. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're
1: you're based in the Inland Empire. Yes. Yeah. I've I've tried to send a couple people your your way that are from yeah. out there.
2: And I travel too. You know, sometimes people will will have me come to their place to do a, a private group ceremony or. You know, I go to, I've gone to
0: Utah a lot. Mm. You, I, like to do a lot I have work a spot for there. you in Utah that yeah. you need to check out next time you're there. I'll yeah. take, send you a little map pinpoint. I
2: really it. like yeah. Utah. Me too. It, it's I so beautiful. It. And, and so far, all the people that I've worked out there are, are really, really nice people. Yeah. 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 Cool.
1: Yeah. Awesome. It's so great having yeah. you here. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. Thank you for having for being me. here.
0: Just, yeah. 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 So great. Much love. Bye.